Hey guys, welcome back to Starcaster Remarks, the Stars only fan-led podcast. Um, I'm Ryan. Chris is joining us again this evening, Howdy. and uh, we have a weird game to talk about. Uh, several mood swings, at least for me watching, and uh, Stars could not close it out tonight uh, to go up three games to zero. Uh, they they still lead two games to one, but the Avalanche win the game tonight with a final score of six to four. Uh, your overall perspective of tonight's game, Chris? Yeah, I mean the, the Avs played the way we thought they would. They they played it like an elimination game, which it pretty much it that's as that's as high stakes as a game can get for a first four game, other than a sweep and then an elimination game for game four. Because they they were not going to go down without a fight, no matter what was happening in this period. So that was evident from the first whistle. They were playing fast and hard and skating harder to pucks than we've seen this whole series. I think even against the Arizona series, they were skating harder. So they they take the lead, and then even when we come back, they find ways to answer. And I think that that's mainly due to them being uh, what is it? Super resilient, we'll say that. That's not the word I'm thinking of. They were really resilient tonight because they didn't want to go down 3-0 because that's basically a death sentence. Well, you know, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but honestly, I would have rather just lost the game than the way we lost the game. Uh, I I disagree. I had a lot of fun. I got super excited when the Stars scored their three unanswered. That was awesome. Yeah. But it it, it sucks getting scored on at the end there to get it and then give it back. But it made for a much more enjoyable third period. Yes, it was a (laughs) very good game. wise for me. Yeah, it was a very good game. It was a very good game. Good game to watch. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Not not so much from, you know, a full team perspective from or even, either or side. Even, or even honestly. a true hockey lover's perspective, because like, right, if, you, if right. you look at some of those goals, that was not great, but very exciting to watch. Yep. it's it, I, I, I'm still going to say that I really wish we had just lost the game, and I, I would have felt a little bit better than I do now. I, it's just a little bit of a downer that we had the lead and we gave it up. And, uh, yeah, you know, I really thought we were going to get there. I, our magic number is five. And I really thought we were going to get there when we, up, we were up 4-3. We were up 4-3, and I thought, oh, we can just get the empty netter, and there we go. There's our magic number. But it, it, just, it just didn't seem to happen tonight, unfortunately. And this team, it almost looks like they're in the middle of a transition, like a philosophy change during the playoffs. I mean, they scored four goals tonight and lost. Scored four goals and lost. How many times could we have said that during the regular season? And especially when Jim Montgomery was still here. Once. (laughs) There's only one I can think of. (laughs) Yeah. I think it happened a grand total like two or three times I'm thinking of. There was one Minnesota game. Uh, There was the Edmonton game that we got into an offensive shootout. But, you know, uh, if... If you're Rick Bonus, what do you think your reaction would be to this game? We haven't seen the the press conference yet, so I th- think think this would be a good question to ask ourselves. Well, I don't think it's so much of a philosophy change as it is the Stars are just finding ways to win hockey games. I think they're just they've just gotten a lot better at winning and becoming resilient and finding ways to answer 
in games like this. So, like, last game, we see a great Stars game. We hold them to two goals, shut down their power play pretty much, except for the two that they had. Other than that, we block Killed them the out, which, is, off. which yeah. is actually lowers Colorado's power play percentage, which is nuts. But we, we were played better than 5-on-5, five five, which is our identity. We're the best 5-on-5 five five team in the NHL is what we think. And I think the bigger scoring games has just been hockey toughness. And it's just been guys trying to come back. So I I think Bones is fine with the answer that we had. I think the real problem tonight was the defensive stuff. We it, On those last two goals especially, you can see back checking was not good. There was not real defensive effort efforts made. Scared by McKinnon sometimes into Ooh. making bad <laughs> defensive plays. But yeah, a little frustrating defensively tonight. Yeah, and I'm starting to notice those more, those odd man rushes. The two-on-ones, the three-on-twos, it just seems like those are starting to become a little bit more prevalent, especially as, uh, you know, Alexiak gets a little bit even more comfortable than what he's been doing. I mean, he he looks like freaking Haskinen sometimes, driving the puck in the way he has. Um, You know, honestly, if I'm Rick Bonus. I'll I'll agree with you in that I liked the response from our group when we when we made it four three, but once you get to that point, you can't let those odd man rushes go. You can't, and especially when you get when one of the two guys that's going the opposite way is freaking Nathan McKinnon, and then the other guy is Miko Rantanen, who can finish the puck like nobody's business. So. I mean, I, I don't know what else to, I, I don't know what else you would say right there. Yeah, the, stars, stars just have to be more structured in their defense is what it comes down to in this game. Like, if they're scoring five, five goals on us, that's not a good Stars game. Yep, and I feel a little bit better about this game, and it's mostly because we're up to we were up to nothing. In Definitely, the <laughs> that, so, makes, that makes the loss feel much better. <laughs> so if if this had been like. A, going down 2-1 in the series, and we had the opportunity to, to go and take the lead in the series 2-1, that would be a little bit of a different story. But uh, we also knew that the Stars were not going to win every single game on the way to the Cup or anything like that. We were and not we, going to sweep the Stanley Cup favorites. Right, this exactly. team has too highly of a potent offense, even if we are playing a good defensive game. If all the Avs players are playing to their full ability, they're still going to score five goals, and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, and then what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to respond with a better way than we responded with in the second period. Um, that was one of our one of our talking points. We'll, go to, we'll just go ahead and jump to that since we're kind of on that. Um, the, neither team really played a full 60 minutes tonight. Um, the, the Stars' worst period was the second period. And that's when they were just blowing by us. And we, we just looked a step slow, even in the first period a little bit, I felt. I don't know about you. But, and you know, I don't, I, like I tweeted out on uh, the Starcastic Remarks page, I was like, I want to know who said what in the second intermission to get those stars going. Because they came out in the third, and, like, they came out and they knew they had a power play, which, by the way, that, that hit at the end of the second period by J.G. Comfer was a bunch of crap that That was was like a good second or two late and he knew it so anyways but uh i want to know what was said in that dressing room and who said it because whoever said it uh, needs to continue doing that and you know that's showing the uh 
the the veterans we have on this team, right? So that that's not the first time we've seen this. That's like the fourth or fifth time we've seen it in the playoffs so far. It starts coming out after a break and really showing that they're going to make a statement. It's it's been pretty great, and I think it's really due to the top three guys we have, and Pavelski, and Corey Perry, and just all the playoff experience we have. It's really really good to have that finally pay off those paychecks. And I don't know if you've been searching around the internet or anything like that, but The Athletic actually has a diary of such for Jason Dickinson. And Jason Dickinson actually came out and on one of his you know weekly uh, posts that he made to The Athletic while he's living in the bubble, he talked about that the band who kind of started the stars getting going was none other than Jamie Benn. And, you know, I can totally see that. And, I mean, we, we better see that because that's part of his job as the captain. And, you know, there's still some bandwagon fans and some not-as-crazy fans as you and I are that are calling for his C and, like, give it to Pawalski. And I'm like, Pawalski, yeah, it... yeah, Pawalski is more than capable of being a captain, but he does not know the Stars organization. He was not drafted by the Stars. He has not been there for years like Jamie Benn has, and Jamie Benn has fully proven that he is more than capable of being the captain of this team. And I'm yeah. so sick and tired of people saying, strip the C, strip the C, and I'm like, just shut up. Yeah, it, it, if, this guy if... had a goal and assist today. He led the Stars, and I'll, I'll be honest, he did not play well in that first series. He played average. But that first game in this series, he came out and he led the Stars. He led the Stars, along with him and Sagan and Radulov. They came out just like you were saying. They yeah. should have. It, if you haven't watched this team in the last f- five seasons, like I don't think there's any reason for you to be saying anything like that. Because if you have been, you wouldn't be saying that. Ben has been, I think, the best captain since, since Brendan Morrow. He's been amazing leader on the ice, showing up in big places, changing tides of games when they need to, and stepping up, taking fights, putting guys on their butts, being a pest sometimes even when he can't score, which is what he did against the in Calgary in the Kachuk game. He, he realized he wasn't putting the puck in the net, so he's finding uses for himself in other places. So that's it, it, just kind of a foolish thing to say, honestly. In regards to the stars, Jamie Ben is one of the best captains in the league, and if if you can't see it, then you're not looking very hard. <laughs> All right, uh, stats that stood out tonight. One of the biggest ones that stood out to me, and we're not going to go over every single one of them because we'd be here for like three hours, and we're not going to do that. It's one. It's technically one o'clock in the morning here in uh, Texas. So, but the one that stood out to me the most was the face-off percentage and you know i've noticed a trend even when the stars have been winning and so it it didn't really bother me that much but the face-off percentage tonight was almost 60 percent for the abs so 57.7 for the abs and then for the stars 42.3 very low that is extremely and you know it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal for those of you that are not huge stats people with the stars but in all reality, if you're 55% or higher, that is incredibly good. That's that is dominating extreme, the dot. That's dominating the dot. And we didn't dominate the dot today. And, you know, maybe that's one of the things we need to get back to or we need to fix. 
And that can seem like not a big deal sometimes, but l like Monty said before he left the team, the faceoff is the first puck battle. That's a puck battle that's always going to happen. So it really shows some resilience whenever you're a good faceoff team because you can learn to become become a good faceoff man. Like, same thing when people say, oh, that guy's just a run-and-gun forward. He's no good. Well, you can you can learn defense just like you can learn face-offs. So the face-off really just shows how much guys are working for puck battles, and I think I think that hasn't really been a focus for the Stars this postseason. Hopefully that changes because it's a, it's a whole possession change is what it is. You're, you're giving them the puck when you could be having it, which is not good for a very high puck possession team. Well, I mean, uh, Sagan was at 50% tonight, which he's normally higher. Pavelski was at 50% tonight. Uh, Foxa was at 50% tonight, which that's very weird. Yeah, those are our top three Foxa. guys, not in the green. Well, and then, uh, you know, the, the typical, you know, Hintz is not great in the faceoff dots, so he's he was at 33.3% tonight. That's typical. And then, and then Jamie Benn was not very good in the dot tonight. He was 375 so Not it it there's yeah so a lot of the guys that we typically see that take those big faceoffs that normally win those faceoffs did not do that tonight. Yeah, Fox, Sagan, and Pavelski are normally at, at least two points in the green. So seeing them just even is very not good. You know, and I'll just mention this uh, tonight. There was at least three or four different times when I would, was just like, drop the dang puck. <laughs> the 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 linesman just kept holding on to it and there were several times that Fox had got kicked out of the faceoff dot and I'm just like, dude, just drop the puck. Yeah, I'm just thinking, drop the puck. I'm thinking something was said to them during said to the referees during the uh between games because it does seem like they've been kicking people out for a lot more ticky tacky things in the face off dot, so that's been kind of frustrating. Well, and one of the things they mentioned in the NBCSM broadcast was how picky they're being about uh, hacking on the hands, especially like slashing. Even if it's just like a little bit, they're like immediately calling it. So, man, it's it, there's just a, several things that I, if we had just done a couple of things differently, we would have won this game and we'd be up three nothing. Yeah. So I have a stat this time. So I'm Go bringing my it. stat oh, out Chris here. Oh, Chris has the stats. Oh, normally Nathan that's me. McKinnon. Has 23.06 minutes of ice time. <laughs> That's 23 ridiculous. minutes. For a forward, that is insane. The only two people on the Colorado Avalanche are, the, are their top defensive pair who only have one minute more at 24 minutes. <laughs> he is playing almost half the game as a forward. That is insane. That... To, and to put that in even more perspective, no stars forward has over 18 minutes. Every stars forward is below 18 minutes ice time. Nathan McKinnon, 23. That is insane. The first line is playing almost all the time for Colorado. Yeah, and and you got to think on over the course of a series, that's got to pay for them. There, I don't think there's any way, any way for three forwards to because it's their whole top line too not as much for the other guys mckinnon still has three more three more minutes than his wingers but that's like another six extra shifts yeah yeah <laughs> so that so i feel like that's gotta 
they're gonna have to, they're gonna pay for that later in the series. I've got to think. I don't think there's any way McKinnon can keep up with that pace. But goodness. Well, he's he's not old. He's not old. He's in the prime of his career right now. So. But still, 23 minutes as a forward is unheard of. Like stars players aren't close. Not even anywhere near. Yeah. So that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, but when you've got the one of the best players on the planet and Nathan McKinnon, you do that, and you see it that. Make, yeah, it makes sense when he's so good, but I feel like I don't know if he can keep it up. I mean, I obviously he can because they're doing it, but. Well, I mean, you see it with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in uh, Edmonton all the time, all the time. Those two guys consistently have at least, at the very least, 19 minutes of ice time every single game when they play. And Connor McDavid, there's one time I literally saw he played 25 minutes of a 60-minute game. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll keep talking about Nathan McKinnon, even though we said we didn't want to hear him more on the NBC. Yeah, SM NBC broadcast is much better this they, time. That, not just yeah. talking about. So it had to have told them because because well, it was so crazy on on game two. It, it was it was nuts. Well, they didn't even have to. They didn't even have to have anybody tell them. All they had to do was go to Twitter and go look and look at uh, all I'm the sure, memes I'm and sure stuff. someone told ridiculous. them because I know Stars fans were complaining about it a lot, but even some casual fans were saying, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I saw fans from other teams that are just watching the game casually, and they're like, okay, why are they praising McGinn in every, <laughs> every time there's a puck, puck break? Yeah. So that was nuts, but glad they changed it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, how do we shut him down? Because, honestly, it looks like the only one that can really keep up with him is Miro Haskinen. And based off of that last play uh, against, I think it was Rantanen. It was either Rantanen or Landeskog. Uh, and, you know, some people will, I'm sure there will be some people that say it was like a dirty hit and and stuff like that. And, you know, it was it was disgusting and all that, but... Honestly, I, I see it more as a, an unfortunate thing rather than, you know, him purposely trying to hurt Haskinen. Um, Haskinen was going fast, and when you're, up, when you're galloping up at your full speed like Haskinen can do, things like that can happen. And I, I don't think it was a dirty hit, but I, don't I, either. I think it was bullcrap. I think there's no way the Stars do that and don't get a penalty in this game because it was a full-on, two-handed, Firm gripped, shoved to the back of the back bottom of the numbers. There's no that that leads to this the goal, the scoring chance. It leads to avalanche possession. There's no way that that should not be called. That's got to be a penalty. It's a penalty every time. There it that was ridiculous, super frustrating. There's no reason it shouldn't be called. It it, it was dumb, T terrible play. Luckily, yeah. Haskinen didn't look hurt. He was out. He's back out there, afterwards. So, and even if he was hurt, he would keep playing. He would be hurt, not injured. Yeah, but the the if you look closely at the injury, well, I, I can't even call it injury. If you can, if you look close at the clip, it it looks bad. It it looks something. It like was he bad. Twisted a knee or something. Oh and yeah, it was a bad it, hit. It bad was hit. just. And and that's when I I saw like the flash of our season before my eyes. I'm like. Oh please no please no please no please yeah. no please no and I said that like about fifty times and finally Amanda my wife for those of you listening was just like Ryan shut up 
<laughs> just, just Ryan just showed up. He'll be fine. Yeah, lo- lo- losing Johns and Haskinen would not be a thing that I think we, we could recover yeah. from. But luckily, he's still only 20, finally, I think, right? Is he 20? 21? He's 21. Yeah, he's young. So he, he's good. Even if he's hurt, he's still going to play. So. Yeah, I don't think we would survive without him. That's one player that, you know, he, he's our MVP for the season so far. Him or Hudobin. And if we lose one of those two guys, it's it's going to be really bad. Um. Well, let me look at my list of other stuff we were we were going to talk about. Oh, uh, the one thing we haven't mentioned was uh, the play of Dobby tonight. So, you know, we can't expect him to be superstar like he has been the past, you know, six games or however he, however long he's been in. So, you know, goalies are going to have an off game every once in a while. But especially that fifth goal from Colorado, that's a hard save to make. Yeah, that, that one's, that one's not really saveable. Absolute hard, yeah. That, that was but, a great goal. It was a beautiful tip. There's not anything we can do about that one. But but, but the other goals of the game, especially in the second period, th- I'm not saying that they're easy saves. And there, you didn't let up a bad goal. But there were some saveable shots is what I'm saying. So I, I'm not saying he played bad. But he didn't play a great game. He didn't make a big save. He wasn't really a factor in this game is what I'm saying as opposed to the other games where he definitely was. Game 1 and 2, Doby is definitely a factor in those games, and we don't win the game without him. But this game, we don't lose the game because of Dobby, but obviously we don't win the game because of him either. So so I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there. In, in the first period, I really thought that he was delivering what he's been doing for the past five games on this five-game winning streak in the playoffs, which was cut short tonight. But... The, the difference about it was is we took advantage of how he played in the first period in Game 2. So in Game 2, he saved us completely. I mean, he, he, was, the, he was the main reason why we won that game. Because we, he kept us in close enough to where we were going to go get that magic number, 5. And uh, that's the only reason why we won the game. I, th- I really think the only reason why this game was even close even from the very beginning, from the first period, is because of his play. And and I'll disagree with you again. There's, I felt there is, and I, I can't tell you, I'll have to go back and look, and maybe I'll tweet about him later, but there is at least two or three huge chances that he that he came out, and I mean, he was like on in the whites. He, was, he wasn't even in his crease where he came out to, you know, challenge whoever was shooting shooting the puck. And he made a great stop on that first one. And then on the second one, he, he saved his own rebound. And he was way out of his crease. So Yeah, I only remember seeing one good save throughout the game. And it's not anything against Dobby, but we also saw stuff before this game that Ben Bishop was skating again. So I think if Ben is 100% by next game, I think you put him back in at this point now. I, I think going into this game, I would say no, because Dobby's been playing so great. But if Ben Bishop is 100%, I would say put put your ride or die back in. So See, I know I... everyone's going to disagree with me on that, but I think Ben Bishop is, like, uh, people know I'm overrating him, but I think he's, like, one of the top three goaltenders in the league just because of how good a positioning he has and how big he is. So uh, I'd like to see him back in. I don't think he's going to be 100% yet, even probably till the end of the series, but if I was... If I was the skipper of the stars, I'm putting my big guy back in. <laughs> skipper. 
I, li- I like that. That's a good word to use. Um, again, I'll disagree with you. I got to go with my man Hudobin. I in game four. What isn't game four and five back to back, or is five and six back to back? Four and five are back to back. So, so either way, if Bishop is ready to play, we will see him one of those games, and we'll yes. see Hudobin the other of those games. I believe that's true. I th- and I I truly believe this. I think you give him one more shot. The way he's, th- I mean, this is his time to shine. He's thirty five. He's played incredible to this point for the Stars. And honestly, I don't the the five goals that he gave up, I, I don't fully put it on him. I really don't. I mean, I don't put, I don't fully put any of them on him, but I feel yeah, like I think was, it was the defense. I think it was yeah, the defense. I, I think top defense four. was definitely a problem this game, but I I I think a big save would have gone a long way in this game is all I'm saving saying at the end or even Saving. in the second yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> lots of goalie stuff right now there's too many goalie words happening but that's what anyway, i'm saving but yeah. anyway <laughs> what i'm saving is that a big save would have helped in the second period or near the end of the third period and it would have, i think it would have changed the game it just didn't happen this game like it did the other games unfortunately yeah yeah i agree um bishop we need you man I, I, I think we at least need him for the back-to-back. That's going to suck for Dobby. Because I don't think there's any way Ottinger gets, Ottinger gets in. Well, and it's not, a, and it's not because – it's, it's, it's not because of him. Right. I, I'm sure he's a good goalie. It's because it's the playoffs. We're not going to put a rookie into a playoff game yeah, and have him get not... five goals scored on him and then ruin his career. That, that's what would happen. Right. So I, I don't think we put Ottinger in there unless we are down by four goals and Dobby's like bleeding on the ice or something. Well, that's what they did with Boston today. You see the score in the Boston game? It was seven to one today. Yeah. Tampa Bay slaughtered them. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Vladar, uh, who is the new backup right now because Rask isn't there. Um, he went in after the fourth goal that Tampa Bay scored and then let let in three of his own. So that's a that's a rough Not position a good way to go to start, in. Start your NHL career. Well, and honestly, I don't know if he's. If he's played in an NHL game, or oh, I, I have no idea. I've never heard of this guy. Probably not, just because you've got Raskin. Uh, yeah, Raskin Halak. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just like Hudobin and Bishop. You know, it's, it's the same thing. That, that third goalie is probably not going to have a whole bunch of playing time. So, all right. Well, I think we've hit pretty much everything we wanted to talk about. Um, if any of you guys have anything that you want us to talk about, um, just let us know. Uh, you can email us at starcasticremarks at gmail.com. email. At email, I know. The, Use just, our socials. The, I know there's old people, and this probably old people listening to this. Dad. So have it. Yeah, Dad. We should have him on next time because he's... You know he's he's got a lot of good opinions that are better than ours I think so. But he's old. Yeah, he's old, but he he he's probably one that would email the question to us. Yeah. Hey, son, talk about this. All That's right. A terrible. Um, ugh, I know. I'm. I, <laughs> it's one fifteen in the morning. Give me a break. Um, and then you can also follow us on Twitter at Starcastic R. You can find us on our Facebook page, Starcastic Remarks. And then you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. Send us our questions there, not email. Email's lame. Yeah, yeah probably the best way to get us is on Twitter. And follow us. Yeah. 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 Follow us. 
do that. Stars lose tonight by a final score of 6-4. to four. Uh, We will be back on Friday and then hopefully again on Saturday as well. And hopefully that means we'll, if we win both those games, we'll close out the series. Thank you guys for all for listening. Hope you all have a good evening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Go Canucks!